0: Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed.
1: One of the most... um, For me, one of the most different things about marriage has been getting to see another side of my wife that I didn't know. I'll tell you, before you all. I'll tell you one thing. (laughs) I'll tell you one thing that I found strikingly different. Um, You know, you're married, you're moving into this new place, you've got all these things. And then I found her with the manuals and she was reading them. I was amazed. I've never read a manual in my life. Like the manual for the microwave, the manual for this. <laughs> and then one day there was something that was not so working so well. And then I read the manual. <laughs> and I discovered one reason why I guess some people read it. Not that it worked after reading. (laughs) Okay, perhaps it did. But I discovered one reason. Because when you go through the manual, you're able to see the original intent. You're able to see what was the manufacturer thinking as they were creating this device. What were their thoughts of what this should be able to do? Praise God. When we first bought that keyboard, I remember being with the keyboard one time at home and um, a gentleman came to see me over something else. And then he looks at the keyboard and you know, he started describing what kind of keyboard it is and, and all that kind of stuff. And he told me something. He said, do you know that that's a studio? Like just with that keyboard, do you know how many things you can do in the studio? Meaning, my understanding of it had limited me to G, A, B, C, but, and all those codes. But somebody else would probably be able to explore it further because they understand its capabilities, how far it can go. There was a time Jesus was asked a question about a certain woman, who had a very interesting problem. She kept on marrying people and they were dying. She passed through seven brothers, cleared the whole family. And so, (laughs) whether that woman was made up or she existed, we don't know. All we know is that she could, as as in the woman was (laughs) was interesting, either that or the brother's family just had a problem. They all kept being cleared after they married. And then, so Jesus was asked, saying, at the resurrection, whose wife will she be? Is a statement he made. Mark 12 and verse 24. Those who are in first service, if you are wondering, is this the same sermon? <laughs> Jesus answered them. And I want you to see it from the KJV. Jesus answered them and said, can we be a bit quicker? Do you not therefore err because you know not the scriptures, neither the power of God? You observe that in Jesus' conversation with the Pharisees, most errors came either because someone did not have understanding of what the scripture said about a particular matter, or they didn't know the power of God. Why is this a very important foundation? because the scriptures reveal the original intent, the thoughts of God towards the matter. And then the power of God, when we know it, gives us faith to believe that the original intent can come into being. How do we know? Look at Ephesians chapter three, and then look at verse 20. I really want you to follow me here. Say, I'm following. Look at verse 19 first for context. So, Paul is praying for the church, right? And in praying for the church, he prays that they should know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, and they might be filled with all the fullness of God. Imagine being filled with all the fullness of God. And so, now, That's a huge statement, eh? That they might be filled with all the fullness of God. And the moment they are told that they might be filled with all the fullness of God, look at the very next verse that he gives. He says, now unto him that is able, he points to God's power, meaning this is a work of his power. It's a work of his power that can fulfill his intent. And so he says, now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or imagine, according to what? The power that worketh in us. So when you hear the realities that will be spoken in this message today, you must know that the one who is able to fulfill it is powerful. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I want you to think about this: the promises of a rich man who actually has the money, and the promises of that uncle are very different. There's that uncle is always promising things. <laughs> you guys don't have one. <laughs> There's always that uncle in every family. Oh, so cool. Who family gatherings just cause. Hey, so tell me, what are your needs? <laughs> Okay, no, we have head. Uh, okay, we have head. Uh, I'll, I, I should be able to give you a call after about two weeks. Then When you call them after two weeks, there's just some payment I'm waiting for. <laughs> then I'll clear you. <laughs> the moment you hear the words, I'll clear you. <laughs> but then when somebody actually has the substance to back up what they are saying, then they can speak differently from a person who doesn't have it. The time when the royal family visited Zambia a few years ago, I don't know if they're still part of the royal family, I think they left. But before they left, when the prince and princess visited Zambia, did you hear their donations? One of them said, we are donating, I think they, he said they're donating two elephants because they own uh, part of the, land in Botswana. So they were getting two elephants from there to Zambia. It would be taken seriously because of who's speaking. If John Chimfwembe just went <laughs> to the government office and <laughs> said, ah, government, I'm donating uh, two elephants. <laughs> My friend, the God who speaks these things, he's not just willing, he's also able. And <laughs> recently, God has been pressing me that we should start moving from a place of parroting to a place of confession. When I say parroting, what do I mean? How many of you have ever had an interaction with a parrot? A real one, not like, (laughs) you've actually met a parrot before. An answer. Okay. <laughs> How many have just seen them on TV? Uh, good enough, eh? Yeah. If you can see it, you can conceive it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it would be a very weird. I think I first encountered it in a movie, eh? And then the pirate was revealing the guy's secrets. Now, the difference between <laughs> the difference between a pirate and a human being is that a parrot doesn't know what it's saying. A parrot is mimicking; it's saying without meaning, so it won't express the intention. It won't express the emotion. It won't express that, so it will repeat after you "hello." No idea what "hello" means. All it knows that when it says "hello," you give it a snack. And then a human being, on the other hand, when he comes to a place of knowledge, at, a, at baby level, he can just be repeating what you're saying. But when a human being comes to a place of knowledge, and they say, my name is Frederick, they actually know at that point that that's the name I'm called by. That's the name people use when they want to address me. And that's why they can be in a crowd and you can shout Frederick! And they'll turn. Because they know that's their name. They're convinced. And interestingly, eventually a human being can reach a point where not even their parents can convince them that that's not their name. If they came to you today and said no, you're not Frederick. You're John's. and that way. I'm Frederick. Do I look like a Johns? Is somebody following me? In the same vein, look at Joshua 1 verse 8. Hey! Hey. I said, hey! Hey! The Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. Observe this. God didn't come to Joshua and say, because the book of the law has been written, your way will be prosperous and you have good success. He didn't say, get the book of the law, put it under your pillow, sleep on it. There will be osmosis that will take place at night and you'll have good success. Notice what he says. He says, it shall not depart from your mouth. You know what that shows you? That means that it's one thing for something to be written in the Bible. It's another thing for it to be written on your heart. It's one thing for it to be in the scriptures. It's another thing for it to be in your spirit. Hey! Yay! The question is, has it entered? Have you? And, and notice, he tells him, meditate on it day and night. It, sh- it should be on your mouth, then you meditate on it day and night. And he even tells him, be careful. Have you, have you taken the word of God and handled it with the care that it deserves? Given it the effort, giving it the attention. That's what some of these things need. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're looking at divine health. Everything that I've shared is important for you to understand the topic of divine health. We're looking at it. And today in particular, we are looking at original intent. Original intent. Now, this topic will help you not just with regards your own uh, walk of faith in the area of your health, but it can help you to minister this to others. You can't minister these things if you are not yet convinced. If you still think it's optional, you won't be able to minister it effectively. Okay? And so Matthew 19, and I want us to look from verse 3. Matthew 19 from verse 3. Okay. And I want us to see something. We're looking at original intent. The Pharisees also came to him, testing him, saying to him, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for just any reason? And he answered and said, And he answered and said to them, Have you not read? Remember, people in error because they know not the scriptures or the power. So he answers and says to them, Have you not read he who made them at the beginning? Somebody say at the beginning. And he says made them male and female. I want you to see something here. And said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has put together, let no man put asunder. And they say to him, why then did Moses command a certificate of divorce to put her away? Follow. And he said, Moses, because of the hardness of your heart, permitted you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. In this scripture, the Pharisees are challenging Jesus on the area of marriage. And then Jesus takes them back to the beginning. He takes them back to God's original intent. They further challenge, but why, but why, but why? He still says, in the beginning, it was not so. Listen to me. The time difference between Moses and Jesus was quite high. I've not done my research yet, but it must have been a few thousand years. Why am I saying so? Because just Isaiah to Jesus was about 600 years. You can imagine the amount of years. In those years, how many divorces were there? That didn't God's, that did not God, that did not change God's mind. It didn't change his mind about his view of marriage. It didn't change it. And guess what? They probably had examples of people they could point to. What about that one? What about that one? What about that one? Even Moses, the one we all fear, said this. It still didn't change his mind. It still didn't change it. Someone may be here and say, Pastor, you don't know. This thing has been in me for 12 years. It's not changed God's mind. His view about how your body is supposed to be, how your life was designed you may be saying, Pastor, what about that one? What about that which I read in the news? What, what about that statistic? It's not changed God's mind. So then, let's go back to the beginning. And let's see, what was God's intention concerning your health? Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Praise God. Somebody say, the will of God is not a mystery to me. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> Woo! Praise God. Say, so I'm enlightened. I know God's will over my life. life. Praise the Lord. Let's look at Genesis chapter number one. Hey. And let's look at verse. (laughs) Give me verse 20. And then I'll take it up from there. Somebody say glory. While looking at the original intent, I was showing you from the previous scripture that God's original intent for marriage did not change because many people divorced. Similarly, God's original intent for you in terms of how you're supposed to walk on this earth is very clear in the scriptures. So let's go to it. Let's go to where God started these things from. So the Bible says, then God said, let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures. And let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. So God created the sea, and the waters abounded according to their kind. Somebody say, according to their kind. Keep that in mind. Let's continue. And God saw that it was good. Good enough. And God blessed them. And he told them to be fruitful and multiply and to fill the waters and the seas. And the birds should multiply on the earth. That blessing is still working today. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth creature according to its kind. Somebody say, according to its kind. kind. Cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth, each according to its kind. And it was so. That's why the Keto can't just say, okay, guys, let's all come together and form a revolution. We are taking over the world as Keto. There is just a level they were not given. They were produced according to the Earth's kind. (laughs) Lions are much stronger, but you'll never hear of a lion revolution. We just imagine it in cartoons and the like. (laughs) It will never happen because the earth brought forth creatures according to its kind. When God wanted animals, he spoke to the earth. When he wanted fish and birds, he spoke to the water. The question is, what happened when he wanted you? (laughs) Let's read. And also he saw that it was good. When God wanted you, The Bible says, God said, let us make man in our image. When God wanted man, he spoke to himself. That's why man is a dominator. That's why man is a creator. And he had an original intention for you and I. Notice, he says, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish, over the birds of the air, over t bone and over all the earth. <laughs> he gave us dominion over it. No one will ever go to hell because, no, the reason you've not made it, <laughs> your friend was just sitting ID there, and you, you were thinking of and boozy. <laughs> 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 and you did one or two to mchopo. <laughs> no nothing like because that's how God designed it I don't know if anybody is getting my point point. Yes, and then he says over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth so God created man in his own image in the image of God he created he him who is him there man man not gender at that point man as in man as in the real you and he says male and female he created he them that's when genders came up. So the dominion was given to man. Not to male or <laughs> female, but to man. Interestingly, God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. How many of you are saying that's still working? Like we're a lot on earth. Today I think we're a lot, we're a lot. There are billions now. Clearly that's still working. Fill the earth. Then he says, subdue it. When, when the word subdue, is introduced. It means it's, 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 it's very military. It's subjugating. You're bringing under control. That means earth already had an enemy. So you're bringing under control. That's why if you read that from the KJV, they didn't even say fill the earth. It says replenish it. That's a story for another day. But to subjugate means you bring under your dominion. You bring under your control. It's like how the law enforcement agencies will treat a criminal. They're saying, well, if you don't obey the law, we will make you obey it. We'll restrict your freedom of movement. So we'll subjugate you. And that's what man was assigned to do. And God said, I've given you everything and all that kind of stuff, but there's a part I want you to see. Remember the rest, he saw that it was good, eh? Now let's read together. Then God saw everything he had made, and indeed, it was very good. (laughs) Who's seen the difference there already? Now, the point I'm making here is that when God made man, his original intent was always dominion. His original intent was always that man should be able to subjugate the earth. But then interestingly, when man fell, You get to see from the scriptures that the ground was cursed and then man lost the original place that he had. There's a certain level of authority he could still exercise, but there are certain things he was unable to do. And then something foreign was introduced called death. And this thing could now bring decay in a man's body. Imagine that, man, God's dream, God's intention, God's companion could now have something in their body that was killing them. Imagine that. And then suddenly the earth could now frustrate man. I may be jumping levels now to show you what the New Testament reality, But I want you to see something about this frustrated earth. Suddenly, when flowers come out, those things in the flowers can cause your body to have issues. No, 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 no. that shouldn't be the case anymore. Suddenly, when it rains, your your legs have sores. There are others when it's hot a certain way, when it's cold a certain way. The temperature for you just has to be 27 degrees Celsius. If it's above or below, there'll be an issue. That was not God's original plan. It was not so in the beginning. Hey. hey. Look at Romans 8 and verse 19, and I want you to see it from the NLT. Hey. Decay. Hey. 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 Decay hey. in you. Hey. No. <laughs> we will <are> not permit it. <laughs> the Bible says in the NLT, right? for all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when god will reveal who his children really are against its will everything on earth was subjected to god's curse you see that you notice that the earth was subjected to god's curse suddenly it could now produce things that harm you that was not the way it was supposed to be in the beginning and then All creation anticipates the day when it will join, hey, (laughs) God's children in glorious freedom from what? From death and decay. Look at it from the Passion Translation. Let's start from verse 20 in the Passion. Glory to God. Hey. Sometimes when I think about these things, when I think about these things, it gets me thinking if I don't decide to grab a hold of this, to catch it, to guard it, to grow it, if I don't decide to do that, who will? then who inspire others to do the same? If the entire body of Christ is spending their entire life in Christianity on the queue for deliverance, who would deliver the world? Imagine that somebody goes to heaven and views their entire 25 years as a believer. Ye one. Of in year two, this year three, year four, up to year 25. And the Lord Jesus comes at rapture and raptures the saints. And there's nothing to show for it. The convictions never got stronger. They never reached the by this time you ought to be teachers. They never reached the by this time you ought to be healers. They never reached the by this time you ought to be deliverers then would have had a serious challenge. For against its will, the universe itself had to endure the empty futility resulting from the consequences of human sin. Have you noticed that this is described in Genesis 3? But now with eager expectation, what's going on? Creation longs for the freedom from its slavery to decay and experience with us the wonderful freedom coming to God's children. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to go back, retrace our thoughts to what God's original intent is. And allow me just to get you thinking. Jesus, and you'll see this two, three Sundays from now, was when, he, when, he, the, when the word came as flesh, he was the manifestation of the very, how can I put it? He came to bring man back to the original intent of God. That's why men who were sinners were brought back to that place where they could be righteous, which was originally how they were designed. If he could do that with something like sin, what can he do with health? And that's why if you want to know the will of God concerning a matter, study how Jesus treated a matter. When Jesus treated sin, he forgave it. So you can see God's will was, was never to keep God's will was never to keep man condemned. Notice it says so in John 3:17, "For the Son of God was not sent to condemn the world, that, but through him the whole world may be saved. Observe how He treated sickness. Observe what he did when he met epilepsy. Observe what he did when he met leprosy. Observe what. Every time he encountered a sickness, he changed the settings and took it back to original default. <laughs> Somebody say, Glory to, Glory to God. Say it one more time Glory to God. Glory to God. Now. My aim today has been to get us to a place where we stop viewing things from man's perspective and start viewing things from God's perspective. And if you want to know, that's when faith builds. Mm -hmm. Faith doesn't build by you looking at, but pastor, I confessed this last week and then three days later, oh. (laughs) That's the challenge. You, You know where the challenge is there? I've never heard, I've never heard a single person come to me. This is me. I've just, I I don't know about your experience. I've I've just never heard any person come to me and say, ah, I think, pastor, Panado doesn't work. Because I took Panado, I had a headache last year. I took Panado. And can you imagine five months later, I had a headache again. Interestingly, they still go back to the same Panado that worked before. (laughs) Interestingly, I've never heard someone say food doesn't work. I was full, but I still became (laughs) hungry again. I've never. The challenge that we have, ladies and gentlemen, which is why I'm teaching this stuff, is that we need to get it from the scriptures and let it be in our heart. Let it dwell in our spirit. I was giving the people in the first service an example. I was giving them an example. I told them how in university, in high school, there were those guys who had all the materials, all the data, they have it. They've got all the books. But then there were some who the difference between the books and what was in their head was so vast. You would wonder, how does this guy own all those books? But the difference is so large. The trouble is this. If we still are looking at which human being no, but that one believed and then this, that. No, if we're still looking at that. Hebrews 11 shows us the whole of faith. Right? It tells us Abraham, tells us Enoch, tells us all those people. And those guys did mighty things. Right? But as we're closing, look at how Hebrews 11 ends. Give me the last verse of Hebrews 11. If we're still looking at people, you will never grow your convictions. Because it ends by saying, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Now, you know chapters, we are the ones who put them, right? Theologians are the ones who put these things in chapters. So this is a continuation. From after talking about all those great giants of faith, look at what chapter 12 says. And verse 1. Hey! Hey! Yeah, what are the hey moment? Look at chapter 12 and verse 1. Therefore, after having looked at all those guys, we also, since we are surrounded by so a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which easily ensnare us and let us run the race with endurance, which is set before us. Hold on. So, these people who we are all looking at, the Bible now calls them a cloud of witnesses. And then it says, Now you run your race, now you make your mark. But then look at the verse, the next verse shows us who we must look at. Verse 2 Looking unto Jesus. That's how our faith is propelled. And guess what? He's not just the author. He's also the finisher of our faith. He's the one who brings us to that place of perfection. Hey. 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 So we are going back, ladies and gentlemen, to that place. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll have to continue next week. <laughs> it feels like I'm just, starting. hey, I've never heard people complain that night. <laughs> That would be good for one of our recordings. eh? The pastor says we'll have to continue next week. (laughs) You're still hungry. Join the meetings during the week. That's why they are there. Also, join your cell group meeting on Saturday. That's why they are there. Ah, Praise God. What God would do with a man who just decides to believe his word as his word? Says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray you've been blessed. Now, I would like to ask, is there anyone watching or present who's saying, Pastor, I've not yet given my life to Christ. I'd like to invite you into this higher life I would like to invite you to be born again. Some of us may have even been brought up in the faith, but somewhere, somewhere, we lost our way. I would like to invite you then, even to a place of restoration. So if this applies to you, very quickly, I'd want you to raise your hand. Very quickly. And then for the people that are online, a form will be posted right now which you have to feel in if you're heading to this call for salvation. Lift your hands, please, and with those watching as well, I want you to say after me, say, so, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I confess you as my Lord, and from this day, I'm born again. Amen. I could hear the sincerity. Congratulations. I can tell it means a lot to you. Congrats. Now we're going to load you up with the word of God. And if you just gave your life to Christ from the virtual side, you are so welcome to the body of Christ. Congratulations. Okay, say after me. Say in the name of Jesus. I believe, the word. I, believe the word. I believe the word. I believe the word. Say, I believe God's original intent over me. I God's intent over Say, in the name of Jesus, I was, Jesus was, brought, into I was brought into this world to dominate. dominate. Say, I've been brought into this world, into this world to, subdue. to subdue. Say, in the name of Jesus. I have the life of God in me. Say in the name of Jesus, there is no decay in me. There is no death in me. Say I have the life of God in me. Say in every fiber of my being, I have the life of God in me. Say in the name of Jesus, my body responds to the word of God say my mind responds to the word of God. Say in the name of Jesus. If there's anything that's been damaged whether I know of it or I don't know of it I command divine repairing divine repairing say in the name of Jesus I carry an atmosphere of health and this extends even to those around me say the name of jesus i have the life of god in me Woo! Glory! let's say the grace one two three let's go the amazing grace of the lord jesus christ the extravagant love of god and the intimate friendship of the holy spirit with us all surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we will dwell in the house of the Lord now in the name of Jesus I bless you always well with you and your week is blessed in Jesus name
0: service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777 930882 If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordsamia at gmail.com